Welcome to another Persuasion Check. I'm Sadis. I'm Monica. And today, well, I'll be the the convincee, the convinced. <laughs> convincee. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, I just made it up. Uh, and today, Monica is going to try to convince me that Wuthering Heights is not something that Twilight made popular. Why, why do you say that about Twilight? What is the relation? I don't remember. Because uh, there's this part, I think it was Wither Wuthering Heights, uh. that is like the, the favorite book of Bella Swan, oh, of the main okay. character. Okay. Unless I'm wrong. If you, if you know that I'm wrong, just please tell us on the comments. Or, or you can send us an email. Yeah. Send us an email at hi at dungeonsandenglish.com.br Yeah, and say said is wrong, is not Wuthering Heights, is something else. <laughs> Fifty so <shades> before, of gray. <laughs> before, <laughs> before we continue, uh, you can find us on Instagram at Dungeons and English. On Twitter at Dungeons English. And on Facebook, Dungeons and English. And our website is dungeonsinenglish.com.br You can listen to us uh, on oh, yes, any yes, yes. podcast. Everywhere. Interview. We are yeah. everywhere. Yeah. You including... can't escape. You can't escape us. Yes. Including on Apple. So. Yes. If ha! you've got an Apple, <laughs> you know you can find us. And if you can, people, please rate us on any of the services. Um, yes. Because it's really good for us. Yes. Rate and review us. Take take yes. five minutes. Five minutes is too long. Take 30 seconds of your day to write a sentence about us. Yep. Really remarkable women for their time. They lived in a patriarchal society. Sorry I'm late, but I left late. <laughs> okay. So, Phoebe, what is the book about? Thought you said you read it in high school. Well, yeah, but then I remembered I started it, and then there was this pep rally, and I was I was on top of the pyramid. But anyway, um, what's the book about? Okay, <clears throat> it's this tragic love story between Kathy and Heathcliff, and um, it takes place on these like really creepy moors in England, which I think represent the wildness of Heathcliff's character. I totally get symbolism. <laughs> Would you characterize the theme of this book? Uh, let's see. Rachel Green. <clears throat> um, well, I would have to say that it's a, it's a tragic love story. Well, that's sort of a given, but yes. Anyone else? Oh, 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 symbolism. <laughs> and uh, the, the uh, wildness of the Moors which I think is, is mirrored in the wildness of uh, Heathcliff's character. <gasps> Excellent. What Rachel has shrewdly observed here. You completely stole my answer. Well, that was pretty obvious. Well, how would you know? You didn't even read it. Uh, what do you think, uh, you and the blue shirt? I think that um, yours is a question with many possible answers. Would you care to venture one? Would you care to venture one? Are, are you just repeating what I'm saying? Are you just repeating what I'm saying? All right, let's move on. <laughs> okay, then. Okay, so... Uh, have you read? No, of course not. But have you? Do, do you know the story of Wuthering Heights? No. No idea. Uh, I know just like there's an episode of Friends that mentions Wuthering Heights. Okay, <laughs> that's that's your knowledge. That's the extent of your knowledge. Yes. Okay. Um, perfect. 
I love a blank canvas, like Jonathan said. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, I'm going to tell you, like, the, the book, uh, it's not written in chronological order. There are many flashbacks that tells, tell the story. Mm-hmm. But I, I built uh, the chronological order here for your benefit. So, Mr. Earnshaw, he is the owner of Wuthering Heights. Okay? It's a, it's a manor. Um, he is married and he has two, two children. A girl called Catherine and a boy called Hindley. He adopts uh, Heathcliff as a young boy, so he's about uh, his kid's age. So he adopts Heathcliff, and Heathcliff is poor, he's always dirty, he's totally different from the kids. But he raises Heathcliff as his own son. And at first, both Hindley and Catherine uh, bully Heathcliff and hate him and, you know, just kids being tor- kids. torture yeah. him. Yes. Mm-hmm. But then Catherine starts liking him uh, like a brother, like a friend. But Hindley continues to, you know, bully and hate him. Hindley is a pain in the ass. He's not a good guy. So Mr. Uh, Earnshaw dies eventually. Uh, sorry, Mrs. Mrs. Earnshaw dies. So the kid's mother. Mm-hmm. And then after that, Mr. Earnshaw starts to prefer Heathcliff over his own son. Ooh. Yes. And then he sends Hindley to college. So that's years later, many years later. Mm-hmm. He sends Hindley to college and keeps Heathcliff nearby. And clearly uh, treats Heathcliff better than he treats Hindley. Mm-hmm. So three years later, he dies. Mr. Earnshaw dies. And Hindley inherits Weathering Heights. Mm-hmm. So he comes back married. Uh, he, he got married to a woman named Frances. And he treats Heathcliff as a servant of the house. Mm-hmm. So he, he makes Heathcliff work in the fields and treats him like a slave, practically. Mm-hmm. But he, Heathcliff continues to be very close to Catherine. And okay. Catherine well, this is creepy. like... I, I'm sensing creep, that... Creepy, like how? Creepy how? Like, they're brother and sister, they were raised together, and they're eventually going to fall in love. Oh, yes, definitely. But they're not actually brother and sister, right? Yeah, they are. They were raised no, together. No, like, no, yeah. no. <laughs> so Heathcliff is crazy in love with Catherine. Um, but that, okay. Hold on. Mm-hmm. So so one night, one night, they mm-hmm. both decide to go to the other house. There, there's another house, uh, another manor nearby. Mm-hmm. Um, and they decide to go there, Heathcliff and Catherine, to prank Edgar and Isabella Linton. They are the kids. Uh, they are the children in that house. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they are very, they, they are snobs. They are very um, spoiled and... We don't like them, okay? Okay. I don't like them already. (laughs) Heathcliff and Catherine go there to to prank them, but then Catherine is bitten by a dog. Oh. And she is forced to stay at the house until she gets better. That's like five weeks. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. During this time, Mrs. Linton, the the lady of the house, she helps uh, Catherine become a proper lady. Because she was like a tomboy, the the equivalent of a tomboy at that time. Mm -hmm. Um, And when she returns to Wuthering Heights, she's a completely different person. And she is kind of in love with Edgar. Mm Mm-hmm. It's very much like uh, Severus and Lily from Harry Potter. Okay. But if Lily were a bitch. 
<laughs> because because Catherine is not a good person here. If if <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm I like kidding. Lily. <laughs> so she's Lily's she's problem right. has has a name, and his name is James. <laughs> But okay, um, so Catherine is totally different now. She's she doesn't want to go play with Heathcliff. She doesn't want to go running with him. You know, mm. she doesn't want to get dirty anymore. So, Francis, uh, sorry? How dare she? <laughs> right? So, Francis, Hindley's wife, remember Hindley? Mm -hmm. yes. Francis gives birth to a boy named Hareton and then she dies. Okay, there's, wow. There's a lot sad. of people dying in this book. So, yeah. she dies, which, make, uh, which makes Hindley start drinking and being like, even more abusive toward everyone else, especially Heathcliff. Mm -hmm. And Catherine wants to be a lady, so she's very Sansa-ish now. So she accepts Edgar's proposal and she's going to marry him. Mm -hmm. But, but, but she loves Heathcliff and she's very aware of that, uh, which makes her a perfect asshole. So. That's okay. a very bad part for her. Part of the book. Yes. Mm -hmm. When she accepts Edgar's proposal, Heathcliff runs away from Wuthering Heights and he stays away for three years. Mm -hmm. He only returns after Catherine gets married to Edgar. Mm -hmm. And when he, when he returns, like, we don't know how, we don't know what happened, but he is not the same anymore. So he's suddenly rich uh he speaks well he's a gentleman he's not dirty anymore he he has power you know mm -hmm. uh and of course he wants revenge oh so that's when he starts acting like a douche <laughs> cool <laughs> yes so we saw um uh, we spent this whole time reading like witnessing Everybody treating him like shit. And now he's going to treat everybody like shit. Of course. Yeah. Yes. That's what yes. you do. Yeah. When people of treat course. you like shit. That's what you do. <laughs> so Hindley is drunk. He, he's in a very bad place. And he doesn't have money anymore. So Heathcliff lends him money. Knowing that Hindley won't be able to pay him back. Mm -hmm. So it's it, it was... Uh, he, he's very clever, Heathcliff. So he just waits for Hindley to die. And when he does, Heathcliff inherits the manor. Mm -hmm. Right? But he's super smart. Because uh, he wants to inherit the other house as well. So he marries Isabella. Edgar's uh, sister. Mm -hmm. And Heathcliff is horrible here. He treats Isabella very badly. Uh... Not, not only her, everyone else, but he is very sadistic towards her. And she is, remember, she is, uh, Isabella and Edgar, they are very, like, soft people. <laughs> very, ugh. So, she is kind of in love with Heathcliff. And no matter how, how, uh, no matter how much he hits her, she's, she always comes back, you know? Wow. Uh, not, not physically hit her, I don't think. There's any physical abuse, I don't remember, but mm -hmm. anyway. Uh, but anyway. Abuse is abuse, yes. Yeah. So, Catherine gets sick, and she's pregnant, and she gets sick. So, she gives birth to a daughter that they will call Catherine as well, just to, to confuse you. Of course. And then she dies. <gasps> the, no! the mother. Yes. So this is the best part of the book for me because you can feel Heathcliff's pain. Like I, I swear to you, you can feel it. He's desperate. Uh, there is a quote from this part that it's the best part of the book, and it's one of my favorite quotes ever, including like Stephen King quotes and all of that. So let me read it for you. Yeah. So. Catherine Earnshaw, may you not rest as long as I am living. You said I killed you. Haunt me then. 
the murdered do hunt their murderers. I believe, I know, that ghosts have wandered the earth. Be with me always, take any form, drive me mad. Only do not leave me in this abyss where I cannot find you. Oh God, it is unutterable. That's a very hard word to say. I cannot live without my life. I cannot live without my soul. Well, it serves you right. That's it. <laughs> That's all there I have some to pretty, say. There are some pretty awesome quotes uh, in this book, by the way. Catherine, she tells Nelly. Nelly is her servant, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, Catherine tells Nellie that she, w- when she's about to marry Edgar, uh, Nellie, let me explain, Nellie is actually the narrator of the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, years later, this guy called Lockwood rents the manor. Uh, no, not Weathering Heights, the other one, Thrushcross Grange. And Heathcliff is his landlord. Mm-hmm. And he is like, Heathcliff is this old, grumpy, mysterious figure. So Lockwood asks Nellie about him. And Nellie now is the housekeeper of Trushcross Grange. So she, but she was a servant at Wuthering Heights when she was younger. And she Mm -hmm. witnessed all of the story. So she tells Lockwood about it. And he writes the story in his diary. Uh, That's what most of the book is. Mm-hmm. The, the entries in his diary and Nellie's flashbacks. So back to the quotes. When Catherine is, is sick, Heathcliff goes to her. She's in bed and she's dying. And she tells him that she loves him. Mm-hmm. It's the first time. It's the first time they talk about it, though. Like there is a huge miscommunication <laughs> the whole time, you know. Uh-huh. But she tell, And she says, like, dude. You are very toxic. We mm-hmm. are both toxic and we can't be together. Like, it's too much. What I feel for you is too powerful. And let me get here. And then he goes. She, remember, she's in bed about to die, okay? Mm-hmm. And he says, you teach, me, you teach me now how cruel you've been. Cruel and false. Why did you despise me? Why did you betray your own heart, Kathy? I have not one word of comfort. You deserve this. You have killed yourself. Yes, you may kiss me and cry and wring out my kisses and tears. They'll blight you. They'll damn you. You loved me. What right had you to leave me? (laughs) What right answer me for the poor fancy you felt for Linton? Because misery and degradation and death and nothing that God or Satan could inflict would have parted us. You, of your own will, did it. I have not broken your heart. You have broken it. And in breaking it, you have broken mine. So much the worse for me that I am strong. Do I want to live? What kind of living will it be when you, oh God, would you like to live with your soul in the grave? So... Yeah, so I I love it. I love it. You're and she weird. when <laughs> when she tells Nelly when she's about to marry uh, Edgar, she tells Nelly that my love for Linton is like the foliage in the woods. Time will change it. I'm well aware as winter changes the trees. My love for Heathcliff resembles the eternal rocks beneath, a source of little visible delight but necessary. Nelly, I am Heathcliff. He's always, always in my mind, not as a pleasure anymore that I'm always a pleasure to myself, but as my own being. And then she says that he's more myself than I am. Whatever our our souls are made of, his and mine are the same. And she's well aware of like this destructive power that they have. So Mm -hmm. she doesn't want him to know that she loves him. And that's why she lets him go. That's why she marries Edgar. And when she finally tells him the truth, he tells her that, you Only know, confer- it's confirming, your fault. Yeah, confirming what she had known all along. Exactly. That yes. he's a yes. bitch and he really <laughs> doesn't deserve to be happy, you know? Like, what kind of a yeah. person? Uh, it's not, not really because he's like the dude in the story, but... 
what kind of a person says that to another like mm-hmm. in, in their deathbed yes uh, yes if you, if you claim to love someone like you don't do that yes yes and so far i'm, I'm trying to remember the the story of uh, there's a movie and the and the and the book that are very famous that mm. the count of monte cristo mm, i don't know the yes. story oh okay so it's basically you know not the same but um similar it's similar yeah the guy is unjustly imprisoned mm-hmm. and he goes to jail and he doesn't know why but one day he escapes prison mm-hmm. and there's this woman and people said to her that Edmund uh the guy who was in prison uh people mm-hmm. say to him, to her that he died and mm. she marries his best friend mm. and she has a son and when he when he comes back he comes back rich and we you know all fancy and he takes his revenge on her as well because she he sees that he's married to his best friend yeah so oh my god it's like very similar yeah we're all the guys in that time period <laughs> that time period were like were they all But assholes or is this good literature no. I think it's good literature. <laughs> Heathcliff <laughs> is like the devil. He he acts like the devil and he is bad. He's not a good guy. Mm-hmm. But you can I I mean, I don't know anyone who like hates him. You you love him. He's the well, perfect character, read. you know? Yeah, I didn't read the story, <laughs> but you won't He's find like, much uh, love here. I saw I saw uh you should read it, but I saw some critics saying that She, Emily Bronte, she does to the reader what Heathcliff does to Isabella. You know, <laughs> remember that I said, like, yeah. uh, no matter how much he, he hits her and abuses her, she always comes back. Uh, and he does, he, he's, like, very sadistic. He likes to hurt her. He likes to abuse her. It's just to see, like, when she is going to break, how long she can take, you know? Mm-hmm. And... She does, Emily does that with the reader because you are always hoping like, okay, now he is going to, to act differently. He's not going to be uh, an idiot and he, he, he's never good, you know, <laughs> but you keep believing, you keep hoping for him. So going back to the story, it's not over. Oh dear. Uh, yeah. Shortly after Catherine dies, Isabella, uh, Heathcliff's wife, She flees to London and gives birth to Heathcliff's son, named Linton, after her family, because she's, she has a very poor imagination. <laughs> so she keeps him there with her, and Heathcliff doesn't meet the boy for now. Thirteen years later, Nellie, remember Nellie? Yeah. She's serving as Catherine's daughter's nursemaid at Thrush Cross Grange, and the girl... Uh, grew up with no knowledge of Wuthering Heights. Mm-hmm. One day, however, she's uh, wandering about and she discovers the manor and meets Hareton, her cousin. Mm-hmm. Soon afterwards, Isabella dies and Linton comes to live with Heathcliff. And Heathcliff treats his son like Shit. even more cruelly than he treated uh, Isabella. <laughs> Because Linton is like the the image, the embodiment Spitting of everything, yeah. of everything that he hates, that Heathcliff hates. He is spoiled. He's fragile. He's uh, whining. You know, he. It's like that. Um, that Ross. I don't know his name. <laughs> no, I don't know his name. The boy from the Eagle's Nest. Uh, Sansa's cousin. Oh, yeah, yeah, Robin. You know? Yeah. Yeah, well, it's exactly like him. Yeah. Like, so because, Heathcliff uh-huh. has zero patience. Three years later, Catherine meets Heathcliff and makes a visit to Wuthering Heights to meet Linton, her um, cousin? Yeah. Or cousin, right? Yeah. They're, they're okay. related. 
yeah, I, 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 wait, she is Catherine's son, Catherine, yes, yes, her cousin. So she and Linton begin a secret romance through letters, but Natalie destroys the letters because she knows better. But, sure. of course, Catherine begins sneaking out at night to spend time with Linton, who asks her to stay there and nurse him back to health. Ugh. But, yes, but... Same thing for Linton, Linton <laughs> is not really interested in Catherine. He's only pursuing her because Heathcliff is forcing him to do it. Great. Heathcliff hopes that if Catherine marries Linton, his legal claim uh, upon Thrushcross Grange and his revenge upon Edgar Linton will be complete. So one day, as oh, Edgar dear, gets man, sick... let it go. Yes, yes. One day, as Edgar gets sick and is close to death, Heathcliff um, lures Nellie and Catherine back to Wuthering Heights and uh, holds them prisoner until Catherine marries Linton. Oh dear. And soon, soon after the wedding, Edgar dies, Linton dies, and Heathcliff now controls both Wuthering Heights and Thrushcross Grange. But guess what, mister? Catherine is still dead. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> right? Yeah, right? So nothing, he forces Catherine... Huh? Nothing he's going to do will bring her back. Exactly, exactly. And he keeps behaving like that because he's a complete and total ass. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And still, I love him. So he forces Catherine... <laughs> he forces Catherine to live at Wuthering Heights and act as a common servant while he rents Thrushcross Grange to Lockwood. And after Hindley died, uh, Heathcliff ended Hareton's education as, as another act of revenge. And the young Catherine used to mock his, the boy's ignorance and illiteracy. However, because of course, she grows to love him as they live together in Wuthering Heights. And well, hold that thought. Heathcliff becomes more and more obsessed with the memory of the elder Catherine. Uh, he begins speaking to her ghost. Oh, of course. And, of course. And everything he sees reminds him of her. The, the, the usual. So, yeah, well, he dies. It's guilt. The name of this, yeah. <laughs> this is guilt. Yeah. And it serves him right. Yeah. So, he dies of natural causes. <laughs> I think he dies. I think he dies of sadness, but. Uh, I think he should. He should. Uh, someone <laughs> should have poisoned him by then. So, uh, Hareton and young Catherine inherit Wuthering Heights and Thrushcross Grange. And they are planning to get married. And the book ends with Lockwood visiting the graves of Catherine and Heathcliff. Ta-da! This is exciting. <laughs> So Heathcliff is cruel, he's sadistic, violent, but what I like about him is that he's he's still fascinating, Sadis. You, you cannot say he's not fascinating. I don't I don't hate him. I know that he's an ass, I don't love him, but I can't hate him. He's, he's one of the best characters ever. He's downright abusive to literally yes, everyone he meets. I know, but he I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. No, I think I, I think I get it. It's, it's just like uh, like me and Livia with Mr. Darcy. Like he's a, he's mm -hmm. a jerk, but you still <laughs> like him because no. No, but uh, from everything that you girls uh, told me the other episode, he's like he's a jerk, but he has good things about him. Yeah. You know, but Heathcliff doesn't. He he <laughs> is a complete ass. You know, for absolutely uh, read, no reason. Well, I've read some critics saying that Heathcliff. This is very interesting. He represents what the upper classes felt toward the lower classes in England in the nineteenth century. Heathcliff yeah, was powerless. No yeah. 
uh, Heathcliff was powerless as a child. He was bullied and all of that. But when he became rich and gained power, uh, he became a villain. So the upper class would sympathize with the lower class citizens when they were miserable, just like the reader easily relates to Heathcliff when he's the victim. Mm -hmm. But then they are afraid the lower classes would try to escape their circumstances by getting power, mm -hmm. political, social, cultural, economic power, and become a villain. Mm -hmm. So This is so down to Nebby, I want to <gasps> cry. <laughs> they talk about a lot uh, about that. They talk a lot about mm -hmm. that in Downton Abbey. And mm -hmm. uh, this, it's nothing to do, like, the structure is nothing to do with that. But, uh -huh. um, you know, it's posh people in England. So, mm -hmm. what do you expect? Yes. But this is I actually really I... interesting. Like, the, the inversion, uh -huh. let's say, of roles. And the nobility <laughs> um, afraid and scared of losing their place mm -hmm. to people that they see as, like, not worthy. Yes. And this is, you know, stuff of romance. St yeah. Stuff of stories. Like, it's... Until today, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, I can't fall at right mm -hmm. about this. Downton Abbey, uh, Julian Fellowes <laughs> uh, writes about this. Um, even even Pride and Prejudice. Yes. They talk about that. So. Mm -hmm. Exactly. This will never get old. And I think I I like I first read Weathering Heights. I was in high school. And I don't remember the circumstances, but I think we I wanted to we had. A teacher, uh, I think she taught us literature, and she wanted she she liked doing different things. So every trimester, I don't know, she would do this. Uh, okay, here's here's a project for you. You can do whatever you want, but it has to be artistic. Oh, cool! And I wanted to. We wanted my group wanted to try and adapt uh, Weathering Heights as a play mm -hmm. and I wanted to write it of course it didn't happen because I ha we had no idea of how much work it would be uh -huh. but I read it for that and I fell in love with the story and I think what attracted me at the time because of course I was a child I didn't have the the socio-political economic opinions that I had today mm -hmm. that I have today but uh, what attracted me to the story back then is that it's it's a love story, but it's not a typical love story. It's a tragedy. <laughs> yeah, I don't see much love going around there, but uh, it's yeah, obsessive okay. love. It's it, not it's, love. It's love that can literally kill you. It's love that can hurt you. It's, yeah, it's bad. They are like the the. The guy and the girl, they are bad together. They don't, they shouldn't be together, you know, but still, mm -hmm. you know, that's what I loved at the time. And now I can see other aspects of it that I really like. Yeah. There are dozens of adaptations, but the one I love the most is the one from 1992 with Ralph Fiennes as Heathcliff. Have you wow. Seen it? Well, yes. Uh, described I think he's like the perfect Heathcliff yes. Heathcliff because you know and the scene when, when I read when I read the 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 quote that quote that he's he's literally like talking to the earth talking to her grave you know mm -hmm. when he damns her and he says he begs her to haunt him uh, that's the scene that I have in mind. Every time I think about Weathering Heights, I see him there, like, screaming and crying. It's perfect. It's perfection. Yeah, he's a very good actor. Yeah. You, can't t you can't take that away mm -hmm. from him because he's very <laughs> yes. good. Uh, and he's, like, he's Voldemort, so... Yes. But he's There's a better Heathcliff than he's Voldemort, so... <laughs> it's not very hard, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> 
the unpopular opinion <laughs> of the episode. <laughs> and of course, there is the, the song Weathering Heights by Kate Bush. And I highly recommend watching her version, like the original video, because it's a classic. But Angra did a cover version of it, and of course Andrea sings better than Kate. <laughs> and if Andrea, if Andrea is not singing in this episode, it's your fault entirely, and I will <laughs> haunt you, and I will... <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't doubt that, no, you know? no. Please, Sadis. <laughs> no, I will, I will. It's gonna be in this episode, so excuse yeah. me, Angra. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, what did you think? Oh, that was actually really fast. <laughs> It was, right? Seven pages. Uh huh. Yeah, the 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 pauta. The initial pauta. My pauta had <laughs> seven pages. Seven pages initially, and yeah. well. I thought, but well, I love the story, it. I love the story, it. The story, the story is a classic. Yes. So I don't think it's the kind of book that you just skip. I I don't think it depends on like oh, okay, so I'm gonna like the story. You're not gonna like the story. Mm -hmm. It's just like Graciliano Ramos. You have to read it. <laughs> no, not not much Graciliano Ramos. Okay, so uh, like <laughs> Machado de Assis. Yes, yes. You have to read it one. and. Uh, even though I know, I'm sure I'm gonna hate this guy. You, you what? Sorry? I'm gonna hate this guy. Oh, yeah, of course. Like, with every fiber of my being, as much <laughs> as I hate uh, Bengtinho. Oh, you hate Bengtinho? Well, who doesn't hate Bengtinho? I know! Like, uh, the other day <laughs> I was... Um, there was this poll on Instagram by some mm -hmm. someone that both me and my cousin follow and like the question was did Capitu cheated on Benchinho? What, what do you think? I think she didn't. I think it's all in his head. Yeah, I think she didn't as well. And but my cousin he answered like oh no she she did. She cheated on him and I was like what? <laughs> <laughs> It almost broke up the family. <laughs> <laughs> It was that serious. But that's that's one of the most important questions of all times. I know. It's like a right? compatibility <laughs> test. Like, yes. okay, so <laughs> job interview. I think Thiago thinks she cheated. Thiago. Yes. <laughs> let's let's talk. Let's let's fix that. <laughs> <laughs> no. But anyway. <laughs> but you know, um, I'm sure I'm gonna hate him, but yeah. I I'm sure I'm gonna read it, because I'm that kind of read it reader. You know, I like to I like to suffer. Yeah, yes. But now that you know the story, uh, you're obviously you're going to have a different opinion when you read it. But I had the the not the pleasure, but the benefit of reading it for the first time, not knowing what the story was about mm -hmm. so you so thanks Monica. you know <laughs> yeah well <laughs> you know you know Heathcliff is like this uh grumpy figure but what no, no, is no screw what, what do you grumpy. think what do you think no I mean when you first open the book What do you think? Oh, okay. There's there's a story behind it, behind him. There's a story behind his grumpness. Probably something happened to him. And then you start reading about his abuse as a child and how badly people treated him. And you start sympathizing with him. And then Catherine treats him <laughs> so poorly. And you start, you know, come on, Heathcliff. You gotta take her revenge. You gotta do something, and then he does, and it's like, no, 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 stop! I can't, so. I can't really sympathize with Severus Snape. <gasps> so I'm not very, I'm not very keen on bullies. <sighs> <laughs> well, just give me a second, please. Okay, so in my defense, my favorite character in Supernatural has been always the devil, Lucifer. 
Lucifer I and Crawley. I love Lucifer and Crawley. Lucifer and Crawley. They I like, love Lucifer. Jesus Christ, I love Lucifer. They were always my favorite characters. So I do <laughs> like a bad boy. I do. Yeah. But, you know, like... Okay, so, ah, okay. He's, he, uh, he was abused as a child. Uh, right, so who wasn't? <laughs> <Kidding. laughs> he, he was bullied as a child. Okay, so who wasn't? Like, yeah. people have every... Oh, no most people some people mm. uh have every opportunity to be better you know like he could yes. uh, get rich and go there and rub his richness and his you know refineness mm-hmm. uh in Catherine's face but he could still like okay so like mm-hmm. like Edmond Dantes does eventually like eventually he he talks to Mercedes and mm-hmm. they they solve everything you know mm-hmm. and things are not perfect but they're they're good you know yeah and i do like this the stories where uh, that surprise you so the fact that yes. she dies and they don't get together like ever mm-hmm. oh that's that's kind mm-hmm. of a bonus you know not not because she died that's really but cool yeah because that's really cool it's unexpected Uh-huh. So I I'm that kind of a reader that gets torn between like <laughs> okay I want him to suffer and I do yeah. and that's not going to change. <laughs> But with which is like cool and in, in innovative like innovative innovative. Uh-huh. Yeah. Innovative of the story. So Yes, and, yes, definitely. Uh when was it written? uh 18 something see early 19th century yes and you know it's it's new it's fresh you yes, know it's just, yes it's yes not just your regular soap opera you know like wh- exactly when, like everyone gets together and and mm-hmm. it's happy ever happily ever after so that's a nice change yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm And you, I can safely say that you convinced me real quick. Yay! Because <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely... But watch, uh, you should read the book, but watch the movie. Because you, you need to... Um, Heathcliff has to be rough finds in your mind, you know? It, <laughs> it, it's not the same if it's not him. <laughs> <laughs> no, he al- it already is, yeah. Nice. Uh, I loved his... him in uh, Red Dragon. Yes, yes. It's not my fa- favorite Hannibal movie, but <laughs> him, him. And he suffers good. Yeah, right? You know, like, uh-huh. <laughs> he's very convincing. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. When he suffers for, for love, you know? You know that movie with, um, I don't know the name of the movie. In Portuguese, I think he's uh, Jardineiro, maybe? Jardineiro Fiel? Yes, 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 yes. Uh-huh, with, with Rachel uh, what's Weiss? Her name? Yes. Yeah. He suffers really good in that movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> And have you, have you watched... Uh, the, no, you haven't, because it's with uh, Kira Knightley. Mm. Uh, but there's a movie called The Duchess. With yeah, I haven't. Him, Kira Knightley, mm-hmm. and Hayley Atwell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like a crappy movie, and he's a crappy person, <laughs> but you, you you see him suffer, and it's real good. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. And then you see him as Voldemort, and then you go like, what the <laughs> hell are you doing? What happened? <laughs> but it's like, I like uh, Heathcliff and Catherine, because uh, it's very much, of course... The the ending of that story came after I had read Weathering Heights, but it's very much like uh, Snape and Lily, Severus and Lily, mm-hmm. but like gone wrong, gone way <laughs> wronger than it went. You know? <laughs> yeah, how how much more wrong <laughs> yes. could it get? You know, like the, the poor dude suffers for years. Yes, yes, alone. It's like, but but Snape, I mean. Eventually, you come to realize that Snape is a good guy. He, he's, he's trying to, to do good. He's trying to make up for the shit that he did. Yeah. 
It's but not come on, Sadis. No, 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 no. Let's not have this discussion. <laughs> read, read the book again. No, but uh, no, I agree. <laughs> yeah, he he's trying to make right. Uh, yes. Not by fear. Uh, because no, by, he's by not love. afraid. Yeah, no, he he's not afraid of punishment. No, 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 no. But he's he's, still, he's like, doing it for Lily. No, he's not. He's doing it for himself. He is. No, uh, uh. Because if he <laughs> was doing it for Lily, he would have done it for Lily's son. And okay, so he looks like James. He acts like Be James. Yeah, it's, it, but it wasn't you know, Lily's son. Eyes. It was James' son. James's son. <laughs> no, no. And But it wasn't his fault, you know? Like, he didn't die because of him. Whose fault? Harry's. She didn't die because of him. Oh, okay. Yes, yes. No, but anyway, anyway, like, I can put myself in Snape's shoes very easily. Like, he made a mistake. He made a terrible mistake. And the consequences were dire. even more terrible. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And he has to live with this brat that looks like the guy that Snape's hate, but has Lily's eyes. So <laughs> imagine the torture, imagine the torture for him. You, you know, know and I, he's, trying, he's trying to make it better. He's trying to like, and he tells Dumbledore, I'm pretty sure this is canon. This is not uh, something that I read <laughs> in a fan fiction, but he tells Dumbledore like, dude, what are you doing with this kid? Yeah. Uh huh. Yes. He tells it, so he... this is canon. This is not uh -huh. me. Like okay, so and... you're breeding. His literal words were like, "You're breeding, breeding a pig for slaughter." Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And and you know he he's the the only one that realizes what Dumbledore is doing and oh, tells him because Don't he's do it. the only he the only one that knows. Yeah. Well, he's the only one that knows. Almost everything, because everything, in the end, yes. everything sums up to Dumbledore being an ass. Yes, <laughs> it was all Dumbledore's fault. <laughs> all of it, like, uh, <laughs> but you know, like the the how how do we do that? Like, we always end up talking about Harry Potter. <laughs> always. Yes, but always. anyway, <laughs> Snape is trying to do to right his wrongs as much as they can be uh, rightened. <laughs> um, you know, mm -hmm. he, 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 at the end, you can see that he is, he, he doesn't want anything bad to happen. And Heathcliff is not like that. Heathcliff is, something went really wrong with Heathcliff. Sure, yeah. And Catherine, and Catherine is, she's not a good girl either mm -hmm. she's not good she's not you know oh no but i'm not like in catherine's side you know you told me so little about okay. her but um because she doesn't it... deserve to be talked about <laughs> <laughs> well the the thing is it looks like everyone in this book is like a complete asshole yes 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 and and that's it you know it's just a bunch of assholes yeah. disputing a house <laughs> And hey. no one is happy in the end. So, yay. Yes. <laughs> exactly. It's like one big giant Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. I'm kidding. My my Christmases were, were mostly, all of them were real fun. <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> mm. Most of them. Yeah, I can't say that. <laughs> But yeah, it's, it's anyway. <laughs> it's a cool book. <laughs> yes. And today in the morning, I was um, getting prepared to get out of bed, and mm. I'm rereading, rereading, reading Pillars of the Earth. And oh my god! Yeah, and there's this part where. Do you want me to get me new books? Oh no, I have tons of new books <laughs> here, but. <laughs> Uh, in my in my list, I think I have one, two, 
three, four, five books. Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that I should read, but I end up with the same over and over again. But anyway, mm-hmm. that's Ken Follett for you. Um, and there's this part where Aliena gets raped. Mm. And it's very vivid and very graphic. Mm-hmm. And I told myself, okay, I'm not going to read it. Mm. But then I read it. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to skip this part because I know what, what happens and that's it. Mm-hmm. But then I read it because I'm the kind of reader that likes to <laughs> suffer. Mm-hmm. So that's what's going to make me go through this book in the end because <laughs> i'm that All kind right. of a reader that i like to suffer and that's it yeah i, li- I like to suffer too <laughs> well i read i read well, three <laughs> that's pretty obvious the three huh? shades of gray so you read what the three shades of gray <gasps> really i did oh yes. god i tried to read the first one but i couldn't you know i, j- I couldn't I read like five pages. <laughs> I think I and told you. And then I you, just said no. I told you the story, right? I read the first one in Portuguese, and then I said, oh, "No, it can't be that bad. I'm gonna try." It can't be that bad. <laughs> it is. It is that bad. <laughs> yes, it definitely is because I, I read the three of them, and the, t- the last two, I went to the depths of the internet <laughs> to find them in English. And I read them, the two, the last two I read in English, and it's every bit as, as bad as the ones in Portuguese. So no, I, I, I read five pages of the first book, and then I thought, okay, it can get better, it can get worse, actually, than <laughs> Twilight. I thought Twilight was, like, the end, but no. <laughs> Mm-mm. No, and uh, it gets uh. and it gets way worse. No, uh. ah, but you you you're so fan of of uh such a fan of abusive men. Of what? Sorry. Of abusive men. <laughs> well, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like hearing hearing it from someone else was very funny. <laughs> but you should read it. You know, Christian Grey is just a rich. No, God, no, no. <laughs> rich... But it's. I mean, a I'm not guy. against a good bad story. Okay, I'm totally I was, not against I was a afraid good, bad of what story. you were going to say, like a be a bad like beating or. <laughs> wow. No, I'm not against a good bad story, but I mean, my problem with Fifty Shades of Grey is like it's not the writing. It's like a five-year-old writing. That's true. You know, that that was the problem. Because I read five pages. Nothing happens in five pages. But <laughs> the problem is not the, the theme of the book. I'm, I'm okay with that. But mm-hmm. um, the, the writing is terrible. terrible it is. Terrible. Yeah. But, uh, you know, here's the thing. I was I was discussing it with my... With someone. I think it was my sister-in-law. My sister. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. That we were talking about it. And she says, like, okay. So she uses a very basic concept of writing and Mm. you can say whatever you want but she uses it very well that she Mm. um like she uses the little cliffhangers and nothing Mm. happens for a while and then something amazing happens not amazing but you know different something big and Uh that catches your eye and then nothing happens and then something happens and then nothing oh, happens. Oh, but that's that's okay. That's okay. I'm not. No, you know, and that's what keep readers interested. Well, yes. And I I told you it's like very basic, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's she uses it very well. She's a yeah. very <laughs> she's an expert for fan fiction writer. Yeah, so... no, but that's not. I'm not. Uh, it's not because it's fan fiction. I, I write fan fiction. I no, read no, fan no, no, fiction. No. There are fan fiction. Uh, uh, there are works of fan fiction and um, writers of fan fiction that are much better than many other writers that are like out there published and all. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. But um, it's not because it's fan fiction. It's not because it's a Twilight fan fiction, but mm-hmm. uh, it's it's because it's bad. And it's no, there's nothing wrong with cliffhangers. I can't think of an example right now, but I read a lot of books that are like built on cliffhangers. Mm-hmm. And that's okay too. But uh, the actual writing, like the construction of the phrases. Yeah. And I read, I tried to read in, in English, not not in Portuguese. So I don't know, I don't even know, and I don't want to know, like, the nightmare that it probably is in Portuguese. But uh, in English, like, I can't. It's too bad. <laughs> it's really bad. Yeah, my my students, my uh, worst students write better. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Wait, let me, let me see if I can find... Um... Shades of Grey quotes. Are you actually going to read quotes from the book? <laughs> it's so funny. This is how we are ending our persuasion check about Weathering Heights. It was so good. It was so good. Laters, baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only one I'm going to read because I can't take it. It's too bad laters baby are, are you really yes are you serious i <laughs> thought like, you, were, you were just saying it <laughs> no like uh, th- it's a thing between them like they say oh laters baby like my god this is so cheesy i want to die it's terrible <laughs> it's just terrible i'm Jesus. not gonna put you through this you don't deserve okay, it okay thank you and our listeners don't deserve it as well oh my god no no no. one last one okay okay one last one Uh, you have to kiss a lot of frogs before before you find your prince jesus with this literary marvel (laughs) no please please let's not end on this note please (laughs) tell me something else about heathcliff and and catherine (laughs) I don't want to end our program like this, please. <laughs> let's let's look for another quote. There are some very good Wuthering Heights quotes. <laughs> let's talk about literally anything else. L- anything, anything at all. Um, quotes, okay. Oh, if you didn't get that, uh, oh. listener, we are not fans of Fifty Shades of Grey. And I'm sorry if you are, but come on. We don't care. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I wore a a quote from Mothering Heights. Um, I wish I wore a girl again, half savage and hardy and free. Aw, that's cute. That's cute. Do we have an episode? Yeah. Yes? Yeah. Are you ready to say goodbye? <laughs> now I am, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, bye. Bye. <laughs> thank you. See you next time. Yay. You're welcome. And thank you, listener, for sticking up with us. Or, no, yeah. that's not how you say it. For staying with us. For staying with us. Yeah, so thank you, listener, for staying with us. And yes. see you next and time. And we are sorry. When we're going to talk about what again? I have no idea. Let's but it's see. your, it will be your... My turn. Your turn. My yes. Turn. Downton Abbey, I think. No, Downton... Oh, wow, already? Yeah. Are you sure? I think so. Yes. Not next week, but the other persuasion check. Yeah, yeah. The next persuasion mm-hmm. check. <gasps> wow! Yes, it's Downton Abbey. <laughs> Yay! Are you excited already? Oh, you have no idea. <laughs> we have okay. a we have a quote. Uh, mm. Me, Klaus, and my sister-in-law. We have a quote that we use for everything that happens around here in England mm. because it's like perfect. Uh, and it's super simple. It's Mr. Carson. This is England. <laughs> <laughs> like if we leave the door open like in the middle of the night and no one comes in. If it rains all the time. 
Mr. Carson, this is England. <laughs> and okay. that's it. Okay, so... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Bye! Bye! <laughs>